Welcome to the teaching ministry of Reverend JFK Mensah, a seasoned Bible teacher with over 40 years of ministry experience. He is a pastor, a church planter, a missionary, and an international conference speaker. He is passionate about making Christ-like disciples worldwide. JFK Mensah is the General Overseer of Great Commission Church International. May you be transformed as you listen to the Word of God. Shall we pray? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the joy of knowing that we have found Jesus and that he is sufficient. Lord, help us to keep him to the end. In Jesus' name, Amen. I want to speak on three of the greatest character traits and attitudes you need for these end times. Three of the greatest character traits and attitudes you need for these end times. In Revelations chapter 22, three times Jesus said, I am coming soon. Revelations, we are reading chapter 22. First of all, let's read verse 10. Said unto me, yes. Feel not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Yes. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. You, you have to understand that this chapter is the last chapter of the last book of the Bible. I find it frightening because God is saying if you are unjust go on if you are unholy go on if you want to be holy go on who is begging you to change I am coming soon and my reward is with me. It means that from Genesis God has been trying to change man. He created man in his image 
and God has been trying to wake a man and say change don't do this, don't steal don't murder, don't this I, I am holy but the last chapter of the last book in the Bible says keep doing it you just go and do it go and do it anything you are doing go and do it read it again verse 11 where the one who does wrong continues to do wrong listen this is in the bible the bible is saying if you like doing wrong things go on let a vile person continue to be vile you want to be vile go on let the one who does right continue to do right the person who does right too should continue doing the right and let the holy person continue to be holy if you want to be holy continue to be holy continue to be holy God is saying who is begging you to change go on do it do it Sometimes when you are a youth, you feel that people are troubling you too much. You want to be free. You want to be free to do what you like. The Bible says, go. Who is troubling you? Go. Do it. You know, so I used to feel that way too. Your parents say you must brush your teeth every morning. Just, you, know, you want to be free. Then one day you get some holiday, you are away. You brush your teeth for two weeks. You want to be free? But when you get close to people and you are talking and they are removing their head, you know that your freedom has not helped you. You want to be free to smooth and kiss girls and sleep with them. Go on. When the first pregnancy comes, you understand. You understand why your mommy every day is saying, Hey, Ami, where are you from? Why did you stay so late? Oh, Ami, why, which boy are you moving? Ami, I want to be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. Be free. So, Jesus says, I am coming soon. I am coming soon. I am coming soon. It's 2,000 years now. And many people are like, Oh, this I'm coming soon. When is it? He hasn't come for 2,000 years. What, what is my problem? Let me relax. Some <laughs> have even given up that he will come. But he is coming soon. He is coming soon. And there are three big things you need to work on because the 21st century we are in is telling everybody that the world is going to end soon. Things will not continue like this forever. Look, the changes in the world. When I went to Legon, the university, 
There was only one computer in the whole University of Ghana. We called it the computer room. And we were learning for, uh, for transfer, cobalt, those things. Then you, when you type it out, you put it in the machine, and it would do ga 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 and print out some cards. And you use the cards, and then you go and print the cards. That's how computer was, 1975. Right now, as I speak, every one of you has a small computer, your mobile phone, in your pocket and in your bag. That's how the world is changing. That is how the world is changing. Many breakthroughs in medicine, in architecture, in communication, travel. You sit in an aeroplane, you can watch TV, you can, you know, use your mobile phone and Things which were not heard of at all are happening in our age. But at the same time, human character is also getting worse. We won't read it, but Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 1 to 5 says, Mark this. The Spirit clearly says it. That in the last days, terrible times will come. Because men will be bad. They will be terrible. They will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, proud, and the list goes on. So while technology and knowledge is exploding, human character is coming down. And the homosexuality, gay, lesbian movement, the different ways of sin that are coming in now. At first we used to shout about abortion. Now we have found uh, the pill. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not so savvy about these pills. But the money, what, what is it? Money, if you call it, they'll say you know it. So, when you finish sex, the next morning, you take the pill and it flashes everything out. So it's like you haven't done anything. So why not do it? There are very new ways now of sinning. Computer fraud, we didn't used to talk about it. Now look. So, Every Christian needs a posture. You need an attitude to handle the last days. Number one, endurance. Endurance. We are reading them for effect. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 22, just before Jesus sent his 12 disciples out. He told them that they will be hated by all men for his name's sake. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Matthew 10.22 You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end 
will be saved. The one who stands firm to the end will be saved. The one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Matthew 24, 13. Matthew 24, 13. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Luke 21, verse 19. Luke 21, 19. Stand firm and you will win life. Stand firm and you will win life. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's read the verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Here he says, run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Yes. Two. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. Yes. The pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He did what to the cross? Endured the cross. Scorning his shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Greek word translated stand firm, endure, persevere is just one. It's Let's all call it Rupo Rupo Menu. Rupo means under. Under. Menu means to stay. Rupo Menu means to stay under the trouble, the trial, the difficulty, the problem, the resistance. To stay under it and not give up. So the Bible says Jesus endured the cross. And he says we should run the race marked out for us in life with perseverance, with endurance. And Jesus says he who endures, stands firm to the end, shall be saved. One of the qualities you have to build in your life is power. To stay and keep on keeping on despite the hardships, the troubles, the problems, the resistances, the difficulties, you will save your life. You will win the race of life. Because a lot of things befall both Christians and non-Christians. You remember when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 from 24 to 27. He says the wise and foolish man, they both built their houses. The foolish man built on the sand. The wise man built on the rock. But the same problems came on both. The storms came. The floods came. And the rain came. And beat upon both houses mercilessly. The house on the sand fell. The house on the stone stood. 
many Christians, particularly Pentecostals and Charismatics, believe that certain things which happen to unbelievers should not happen to them. I reject it. <laughs> but <laughs> the scripture is very clear that you need endurance to go through this world and stand before the Son of Man. So the Bentropentro Christian who you can't get anywhere as far as the road to heaven is concerned. On the way you give up. Look at Luke 8.15 it says even fruitfulness to bear fruit you need endurance you need perseverance but the seed on good soil yes stands for those with the noble and good heart who bear who hear the word retain it and by persevering produce the crop by persevering they use the same word hupomeno by persevering the difference between just standing firm and perseverances. When you stand firm, you are at one place. Eh? You are at one place, enduring the problem, the difficulty, the, the, the resistance, one place. But perseverance means not only are you carrying ten bags of cocoa and having a child at the back and strapped with your backpack and you know carrying some heavy uh, lead shoes. But you are moving forward. That's the meaning of perseverance. It means that you are not standing at one place because of the problems. You are still moving forward. Yeah. And he says that's how to produce a crop. So look at what Jesus went through. Look at what Peter went through. Look at what Stephen went through. Look at what James went through. Look at the rest of the people in the Bible. Paul. When he lists the things he went through in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 22 to 33 you are like, Poo! But today we celebrate Paul. Life has challenges. Life has challenges. It, it is true. God has given you a husband. But the husband doesn't come at age 20, 25, 28. And unbelievers are coming for you. Then it's now 30. You look left and right, like Sarah. She told Abraham that it's true, God has promised you a son, but I'll give you my maidservant so that you can have a child by her. And that's how Ishmael was born. Because many times, God promises you something, but you, the day is not coming, you want to help God. It took 25 years for Isaac to be born. He was called at age 75, and God gave him those promises. But he was, Abraham was 100 before Isaac was born. Look at Joseph. He had those dreams at age 17. But, he was 30 before he became prime minister. First seven years of plenty. 37. 
the brothers came after age 37. It means it took 20 years for that dream to come to pass. Look at David. He was anointed king before his brothers when he was just 17, 18 years old. But Saul, whom God had removed, was still on the throne. He was 30 before they invited him to be king of Judah. He was 37 and a half before he became king of the whole Israel. After the anointing by Samuel, it took 20 years before he saw the kingdom in his hands. What makes you think you are so special that for you, things just go like this? It doesn't work that well. You need what? Endurance. Standing firm. Perseverance. Number two. Faithfulness. 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 If you listen carefully to Matthew 25, verse 21. Matthew 25, 21. His mother replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. When you meet Jesus, the biggest quality he's looking for in your life is faithfulness. He says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a little. I'll put you over much. Yes, verse 23. Verse 23. Verse 23. Yes. His mother replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. What excites me about this passage is that the man with five talents brought five more. And he was given the same commendation, not being faithful. This man had only two talents. And when he brought two more, it was four, less than the starting point of the man with five. But listen to what Jesus told him. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things are put in. The same place. It's not how much talent you have. We human beings, when we see somebody who's a talented, he's a musician, and he is a writer, and he is a pastor, and he is a lawyer, and he is a talented guy. <laughs> what God is searching for in human life is faithfulness. You can be very talented, but very unfaithful. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10 says, Be thou faithful to the point of death. I will give you the crown of life. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. Be faithful, even to the point of death, 
and I will give you life as your victor's crown. The crown of life is for people faithful to the point of death. Young, young men and women, you give them small work, you can't trust them. Faithfulness means dependability, trustworthiness. You see, when something is given to your hands, can we trust you? Look at David. He was keeping the sheep. And he handled the sheep in such a way that God appointed him king over the whole Israel. Because whenever he was living, he left the sheep in the hands of a keeper. And whenever a bear or a lion came to attack the sheep, he got, got put his life in danger, killed the animal. He was faithful in little things. And God put him over much. Today, give a Christian a small job. Say, oh, please, can you register the people here? <laughs> when you come, it's not there. He's going to do something else. You see? They put you in charge of collecting money for your class. And that week, your mother dies. Then you borrow the money. Who will ever trust you with more money? Only you. Jesus says in Luke chapter 16 from verse 10 to 12 that if you are a small thief, you will be a big thief. If you are faithful in little things, you will also be faithful in much. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. Correct. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. If you are dishonest with very little, you will be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you through riches? The word word there is who? 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 They are giving you small, small, small money. You are still in it. Who? Why? Eh? You start cheating in exams from BC. Eh? BC. You, you start cheating exams from BC. What do you do? Eh? The armorers you see, they started small. It's so difficult to get a Ghanaian or an African who is honest. So if you have not been transferred in handling the world, who will trust you with three riches? I think the, the point is made. Verse 12. That's what I want. Oh. And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? I think these verses, they speak for themselves. You see, somebody, you, you are working for somebody. And because it's a buying Juma, you do it anyhow. The Bible says, who will give you property of your own? Why is Ghana suffering like this? We can't trust our leaders. We can't trust people into whose hands we commit the country's resources. 
When did they become dishonest? From childhood. From childhood. From childhood. We are living here. I will see how faithful you will be in your quiet time. How faithful you are going to be in your prayer life. How faithful you are going to be with evangelism. You see? We are faithful. First Corinthians 4, 2 says, Every steward, number one quality you need, is trustworthiness. You should, a, a steward, you are in charge of somebody's house, somebody's place. If you are not trustworthy, I mean, they have to dismiss you. And your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And he entrusted it into you. Your money is belonging to God. He entrusted it into you. Your thoughts, your heart, your, your talents, your friends, they are trusts God gave you. They are not your own. You were bought with a price. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must be faithful. Number three. Working towards finishing the task of world evangelism. Working towards finishing the task of world evangelism. Two women were asked, if your husband travels and he tells you he is coming in the evening, what do you do? One said, I will open the window and be looking out and waiting for him. The other said, I will cook, put the food and, and prepare, you know, his water for bath and those things and be waiting for him. Which of these two women do you think is correct? Are you, do you believe it when Jesus says he's coming soon? If you believe it, you're not just going to say, oh Jesus, you're coming soon, look into the sky. <laughs> Jesus is coming soon, no? He says, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations, then shall the end come. That's Matthew 24, 14. If the end is coming when the gospel has been preached in all the world, who should hasten Jesus' is coming? It's you. It's a commitment to the fact that let's finish this work for the king to come back. Let's finish this work and welcome the king. He, he said it. Jesus said it. Please read it for us. Jesus said it. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. 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 This gospel. This gospel. This gospel. Jesus said it. Jesus said it. If you are just waiting for the second coming of Jesus and you are doing nothing about finishing the task of world evangelism, I'm sorry. Three things you need. Postures, attitudes, character traits to make it 
First, endurance. Second, faithfulness. Third, laboring for us to finish the work. Let's read the Luke last verse, Luke 21, verse 35 and 36. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the whole earth. The end of this world will come upon all those who live on the face of the earth. Uh-huh. Be always on the watch. Be always on the watch. Be always on the watch. It's a Greek word, a group It means don't sleep. Put sleep to flight. And pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. And that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. You may be able to stand before the Son of Man. Shall we be on our feet? You may be able to stand, escape all these things, stand before the Son of Man. Without shame, without fear, without trembling. We have come to Bible College. You have done one week. Even if you are not taking anything away, I want you to carry this sermon home. To practice endurance, 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 stamina, faithfulness, faithfulness, faithfulness. Finishing the task. Finishing the task of world evangelism. Shall we begin to call upon the Lord? Follow JFK Men's Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and invite others to listen to his podcast. You can also access some of JFK Men's books and keep up with his ministry at www.jfkmensministries.org. God bless you.